about tonight because we did have a great confidence, a Women's Day conference about confidence. Yes. And the four points that Chantel gave us, uh, I felt like we needed to explore that a little deeper. She was able to share about her life, which yeah. was an incredible testimony yeah. in and of itself about just, gosh, she's a woman that has literally done, been there and done that. Yeah. And uh, has a story to tell and a wisdom. To, to, to really help others. Um, but tonight what we're going to do is to go over the four points that she shared about. And I've chosen three other sisters, including myself, to unpack those points and to really help us get really practical in how we can uh, how we can be confident women. And I think confident, godly women uh, comes with that. But also, why do we want confidence? I think at the end of the day, the, the, the mission of life, the mission of Jesus was to transform lives, yes. was yes. to bring light and healing into the women and the men of this world. Yes. So that really, to me, is the reason why I want to be confident, because I want to be a confident, godly woman so I can help yes. as many yes. as possible yes. and be a life changer. And I think never to forget that is the goal. Yes. You know, not just have confidence in and of itself, amen, but to really transform not my only myself, but as many as possible. Yeah. Um, the good points tonight that uh, the women will unpack are trust in God who has made you, yeah. chase your fear, yeah. fall in love with Jesus, and walk in grace and gratitude. Amen. And uh, the first point, uh, trust in who God made you, is Rebecca Wundiaba. Uh, I'm really grateful just for um, the Women's Day was really an amazing event and uh, what Chantal brought up was just like wow I think it just really was really like a changing point a changing mindset uh, for me for a lot of other sisters and uh, the sub- the topic the title of my uh, charge is trust what God made us to be Come on, sis. Uh, so I've been looking at the definition of the word trust and uh, to trust is to believe that someone is good honest and will not harm you or that something is safe or reliable um, there is like we can uh, speak about trust like or we can say trust or we can say also having faith we can uh, speak about being confident uh, so uh, and the contrary the contrary of the word trust we can use like a ra- an unreliable sorry uh, false or dubious dubious dubious, dubious. Wow. yeah and uh, it's really interesting just like to uh, study out this word and like taking back the sentence being like okay so trusting what God made us to be. And uh, I've been like looking at that and I was like, okay, if I don't trust what God made us made me to be, it's like I just take God as uh, someone who's not reliable. Mm. I take wow. God's word as something that is false. Yeah. And it's really, really deep to say that because I'm like, no, like I trust God, you know. But actually all my action, everything that I'm going to say, I'm going to say just like the contrary. Um, and um, it's really, um, it was really, really interesting just like to, to go through. And uh, I've been like so, I've been through so many different doubts in my life since I'm in London. Uh, so last year I was in Paris, moving London. 
uh, got baptized. Uh, <laughs> and everything, everything was just like, yeah, it was just amazing just to see what God made in my life. But really just like, uh, now I feel like I'm in, I'm in a place with God where uh, I need to increase my trust for Him, mm-hmm. really develop this trust for Him and stop doubting. Um, and uh, I've been working on my trust issues and uh, I've realized that uh, my trust issues stem from uh, my relationship with man. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really, uh, I've been like just looking at like different relationships and like seeing me like reacting with a lot of insecurity uh, with different people and I've been, I was like, God, I don't understand. And uh, just understanding, uh, just going back to the roots. Uh, so my dad was, um, it was an amazing man. My dad is a great man. I love my dad. Uh, I was a daddy girl until 13. And, <laughs> yeah, and then I started growing up. I started growing up. I started being a woman. So like having all this thing coming out from my body. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> and uh, from there, the thing is that I really just realized how uh, distant my dad started being with me. And uh, I was starting just asking me some question, being like, man, like, does my dad really love me? Does my dad think that I'm enough? Does my dad think that I'm beautiful? Does my dad think that I'm perfect? Just like trying to go to the relationship, trying to build something with him, but like, it wasn't working. And uh, from there, I just like started, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, let me just try to find what, uh, I can't find with him, maybe with other people, maybe with other men. And uh, starting just like seeing men and stuff and starting just trying to find my confidence in those men, trying to feel beautiful with those men, mm-hmm. trying to feel good yes, with yes. those men, trying to feel perfect at their eyes. But uh, most of them was, were not committed at all. So they were like, oh, making me feel like, yeah, everything is fine. And then after that, they were like, mm. I've got to go. And it was like just breaking my trust slowly, mm-hmm. step by step. Um, and yeah, so all these things just really give me a wrong view of who God was. And when I've started my journey again with the sisters uh, in the church, I really just like realized that everything that I used to think uh, was completely wrong. But I was keep struggling with it. Um, I'm really grateful about the scripture that Chantal shared in Ephesians uh, chapter 2. So uh, she shared the scripture uh, that said that, so for we are God's workmanship, creating in Christ Jesus to do good works with God prepared in advance for us to do. And uh, the scripture really just like, changed my, uh, my perspective of seeing God. I'm like, oh, okay. So God actually really took the time to create me. God just sat and was like, he sat and was like, yeah, I'm going to take the time to design you as you are. I'm going to take the time to make you beautiful. I'm going to take the time to make you perfect, Renish. I'm going to take the time to uh, make you uh, enough, Naomi. I'm going to take the time to, uh, to not make any mistake in you, too. And this is really something that is like, I was like, wow, so wow, God, so that's what you were doing all this time. So, and I was like, and it was just like, really just 
I just went back to my mind and I was like, mm, I definitely need to renew my mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, Romans 12, guys, refuse to not confirm to any longer to the pattern of the word. Because the word can just really just push us to believe those things that we are not. Uh, and I love what Kiara was sharing about uh, the modeling word. Uh, so she's in this modeling world where like, you're never enough. You're never perfect. I used to work in fashion. You're never perfect. You're never perfect. You can do whatever you want, wow. lose weight, gain weight, but you will never be perfect. Wow. And that's really scary because that's what the word is showing us. That's what the word is showing to all those women outside. And uh, listening to that, listening to Satan's lie, Satan is horrible guys and we just start putting all this lie in our head where we just like keep repeating, repeating repeating to ourselves that we're not enough that we're not loved that we're not good enough that we're not beautiful enough we are all made by god so we are perfect um and also the one thing that chantal also shared was also to listen to our own feelings and our own emotion Sometimes we definitely need to uh, just to stand and to decide to stop building those barriers that stop us to reach out the, the full potential that God is giving us. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is this, I love this verse in Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. Uh, uh, they're, sp- they're speaking about uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sells is itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make them obedient to Christ and I'm like wow so actually God is giving me like everything in his word and uh, just like to yeah just to be able to uh, capture all those negative thoughts and actually to believe what he's saying um yeah, so uh, that's what I've been just going back. And um, there is like uh, some few practical, practical that I've been trying to, uh, to put in place. Um, so the first practical is like stop having, to stop having any negative word of myself, about myself. Uh, just really, just really being in the position where I'm like, okay, you know what? God, I'm going to start speaking positive about myself and just stop being like, oh no, I'm not beautiful, oh no, and just stop being down on myself. And also the second practical is just having a scripture prepared all the time. Just really being aware of like, you know your weakness, you know that, you know how you feel. Just So just pick a scripture in the Bible and just be like, okay, I'm going to start believe this as from today. Uh, for example, we can take Psalm 139 and we we all know this uh, this scripture when this when David said, "I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made." Yes, sisters, we need to start believing that, and really just if we need to repeat it ten times a day, ten times a minute until we believe it, it's gonna work. But we need to take the decision, and we are the only one actually will be able to take this decision. Um, and to God be the glory. <laughs> I'm going to call Frankie. She's going to speak about uh, our fears. Chasing uh, our fears. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much. Um, just thank you for Women's Day, Michelle. It was amazing. It was literally 
I felt transformed the next day. I was like, wow. I just skip them, you know, I was like skipping <laughs> in the park. I just felt amazing. I was just so, so grateful. Um, but my uh, charge is to chase your fear, which is mm. one of uh, Chantel's points. Um, and looking at the defini- definition of fear, it is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. Mm. Um, and some synonyms are dread, which is to anticipate with great apprehension, mm. um, <coughs> trembling, which is literally shaking and quivering. Um, but if we look at the opposite, the antonyms, it's calmness and confidence. Mm. Um, and I, I read that an unwarranted persistent fear of a certain situation or object known as a specific phobia can cause overwhelming distress mm-hmm. and interfere with your daily life, um, which really is quivering. It just takes over your life. Um, and a known acronym for fear is false yeah. evidence mm-hmm. appearing real. Yeah. It's, it's the devil. It lies in our heads. It's actual lies. Um, but I looked at the 10 most common fears in the world, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting, just how what we focus on our fear. Yeah. Um, and ranking at number 10 is trypophobia, which is the fear of holes, yeah. which is surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly common. And for top, t- top 10, the fear of holes. People focus on the fear of holes. <laughs> uh, number nine is... <laughs> Uh, number nine is aerophobia, which is the fear of flying. Um, fear of flying, that ranks at number nine. Uh, number ten is mythophobia, which is the fear of germs. Numbers, yeah, I think a lot of people. Uh, seven, claustrophobia, the fear of small spaces. I get that in lifts, I get quite, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, the tube, oh my goodness. Um, astrophobia, which is the fear of thunder and lightning. I love thunder and lightning. I love it, it's exciting. A lot of people are scared of it. <laughs> Uh, number five is cyanophobia, which is a pair of dogs. Oh. I know, it's a Uh, number four is um, agoraphobia, which is fear of open or crowded spaces. Yeah. Number three, acrophobia, which is fear of heights. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Which is rational. Which <laughs> 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 is rational. Um, Ophidiophobia, which is the fear of snakes. Five birds, that can be good for me. Yeah. And arachnophobia, which is the fear of spiders. Yeah. Which I know a lot of people can relate to. But um, basically, these fears, they're either rational or irrational fears. Um, irrational fear being the, reac- the reaction about a real threat where we feel like we need to protect ourselves. And irrational fear, obviously, you feel that fear, um, but there's no direct link of threat. Um, But quick practical now, I want you to think of the biggest fear that you have and just quickly write that down. The first thing you can think of, what's your biggest fear? And I'm going to ask maybe like three people if you want to say what your fear is. Sounds good? Taiwan? Oh, yeah, snakes. Snakes. Yes. Okay, so you're at number... You're at number two, so it's quite common. Anybody else? 
Mama Sue? It's your friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And anybody else? One more? Jean? Pardon? Losing your things. Okay. 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 Well, I think <laughs> I think we need to change our focus on our fears. Because yeah. um, are we living godly fear? Come on, um, And I personally can focus way too much on the fear of man, what men think of me. That honestly, just it's crippling actually. Because I'm like, what's that man thinking of me? Um, and just generally, like it's it's crippling to always worry what people think of yeah, you. Yeah. Um, and I also have a really deep fear. I've realised of growth, of growing in myself as a woman. The moment that I start to grow, I, I generally want to run away, and it's a deep crippling fear. Um, but this is very convicting. Um, God regards fear of men actually as a, manifest, a manifestation of pride. But I've really thought about the consequences of irrational fear really is kind of minuscule. But if the consequences of not fearing God is literally a matter of life or death. So it's, it's actually quite deep. And I think it's ironic that the more we learn to fear God, the less crippled we are of yeah, the fear yeah, that we have yes, of the world. Yeah, yes, um, and I read uh, Luke one thirty seven reads, for nothing is impossible with God. Um, so I think we really need to get out of our comfort zones and know that um, we can find our true unbreakable comfort in God. Um, and I want to challenge us to see fear um, and to see fear standing for face everything and rise. Because... Um, if we think of that, what is our limitations? There's no limitations. And God is calling us to rise as women, um, yeah. as women as God, um, to be fearless women, mm. who he created us to be, um, but fearing God. <laughs> uh, and to do this, we need to fight with faith. Um, and First John 4.18 reads, There is no fear in love, yeah. but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made in perfect love. And this is amazing because the more we think on God's perf- think of God's perfect love, the more he'll drive out yeah. that fear. Yes. Um, and some related words for fearlessness is backbone, fortitude, grit, determination, perseverance, boldness, endurance, bravery, courage, daring, and heart. That's amazing. Heart is a related word to fearlessness. Um, But going back to Chantal and her teachings, she um, really wanted to encourage us to read Joshua 1.9, which says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God doesn't want us to be terrified. He doesn't want us to be discouraged. He wants us to be the opposite, which is confident, unafraid, to hearten, to cheer up, to be optimistic, to be promising, and to be encouraging. He wants us to adopt all of these qualities. Um, and in Chantel's word, she said, if God is holding our hands, why should we be scared? Because we're nothing to be scared about. He's literally holding our hands every day. Um, and she also mentioned what I loved is that, and I could really relate to, um, is that fear hangs out yes. with anything that's worth doing. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I was like, wow. I could so relate. Because 
Satan literally feeds lies in our heads, lies yeah. and words of fear. It's just yeah. constantly feeding into our minds, and he wants to discourage us, and he doesn't want us to grow, and he makes us crippled with fear. Um, but God doesn't want that. He does not want that at all. Um, so another practical, now we've thought about kind of worldly fears and then fearing God. Um, I want you to think of something which scares you, but you know that that's going to help you to grow spiritually if you were to apply it into your life. Um, and Chantal challenges us to chase this fear and to really go after pursuing it. And I read that another word for chase is track. So let's track our progress and measure the growth in this area. Um, and I want us to review this at the start of every month. And the woman that you're sat next to, that can be your fear-chasing buddy. So you can hold, you can hold each other accountable. <laughs> your fear-chasing buddy. So do you, do you have a fear-chasing buddy? Is there, I don't know if there's like an uneven number. Does everybody have one? Or is there an uneven number? Repeat the, the, the oh, Jimmy, repeat. spiritual fear to change. Yeah, so think of something which scares you, but you know if you were to apply it into your life, it will help you to grow spiritually. Yeah. And then to have a fear chasing buddy to hold each other accountable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to, just to close, um, instead of running away from fear, let's become bold, optimistic, and unafraid women who live in fear of God. Amen. learning a lot already right (laughs) all right so Rebecca did an amazing job with trust in God um also Frankie did an amazing job with chasing your fear I'm gonna be sharing about falling in love with Jesus so In order to trust in God, in order to chase after fear, you need to make sure you're falling in love in God, right? All right, so in Romans 10, we're going to read verse 17. The Bible reads, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. Hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. All right. So the Greek word for hearing is hear. Hear doesn't refer to hearing words, but rather hearing a message. A message that is heard when you receive faith from God. Ask yourself this question. Is God's word a message or a rumor? in your life would you want listen 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 no would you want to go on a date with a guy if you heard a bad rumor about him what are some bad rumors he doesn't keep his promises he's flaky mm He doesn't answer your calls? No, thank you. He can't provide for you? You're going to have to be paying for your own self and him on the date. Mm -mm. And he doesn't tell you until he gets there? 
notice. These are all things that Satan says to us to stop yes. us from going on dates with God. This same word for hearing is used in Hebrews 4 2. The Bible reads, For we also have the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them. Why? Because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Wow. Again, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. To the Jews who were disobedient, the message was of no value to them. Not simply because they disobeyed, but because they did not have the same faith of those who did obey. Alright? That's deep. Okay. So us in this in this room. You can sit here. We're all sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. You're right? In the same room. With faithful women. Some of us are faithful women. However, doesn't make us who those um it doesn't make those who aren't um faithful wait doesn't make us the alright God thank you (laughs) but they do not have the same faith of those who obey alright so those who obey those are ones who have true faith but those who don't obey they can't chime off someone else's faith you have to get it yourself from the word right All right. So I want to give you an illustration. Um, For me in my life, this is what I love to do to make sure I have amazing times with God. I remember in California, where I'm from, um, I would make it my ambition. I'll wake up like at 5.45. I'll go out my house, put on my workout gear. I'll set it aside. And so I make sure I just get on real quick and go. Have my Bible, have my necessities, and go out. I'll go out on top of this mountain. I was privileged to have mountains near where I live. It was a 30-minute run. So I'll run there, then I'll hike up this mountain. It was black still, dark out. Um, by the time I get there, I sit there, and I'm praying. As I'm praying, I'm watching the sunrise, all the beautiful colors. The world just waking up, and I get to just share that moment with God, watching his creation wake up. And after when it, you know, there's enough light, I was able to read the word of God, right? (laughs) So one time, (laughs) I read the Bible, and I let him just speak to me after I got done doing my talking, you know, I got to listen to him, listen to my husband, so I let him just speak to me. And I tell you what, when I walked down that morning, uh, walked down that mountain every single morning, I felt like the man. (laughs) very first date with God. I want you to sit down and make a plan um, to have amazing, intimate time with God. Why? 
because um, it will really, really help your relationship with God to have an intimate date with him so that you can hear his message that he's wanting to speak to you individually. Um, In closing, let's be women not only hearing the call, but are confident that God is listening. And to God be all the glory. Each and every one of you brought so much uh, of your uniqueness yeah. to the uh, yeah. to the uh, confidence theme, and I'm just really grateful. And some of you, like Rebecca, haven't really had a much time to to preach. And even Frankie, you just you actually preached tonight, uh, like deep. So that's really amazing. And then Naomi, amazing energy. Ama- I mean, every word you said, the scriptures you used, they're like. Especially the one um, in uh, Hebrews four it was yeah. just deep stuff, and yeah. uh, you preached in such a way that was really unique, and I've never really re- seen it that way, and it's very, very powerful. Uh, but the fourth point tonight is yeah. grace and gratitude, Amen. and uh, it's, this has definitely been my own journey uh, in the last, I would say, month is walking in grace and gratitude. Uh, I thought I was kind of a grateful, kind of generally grateful person, but what I'm seeing is I'm very, very ungrateful and very, very negative. And I think that really steals not only my confidence, but most, but more, um, more scarily, is that it actually hurts the confidence of others. When I'm negative, I'm tearing people down. When I'm, um, when I'm, when I am ungrateful. I'm not building and appreciating people and I'm really seeing that in a very ugly way in my heart, which is good, but it's a bit shocking because I thought that I actually was getting to be, I was kind of walking on cloud nine for a few weeks thinking that I was this very grateful person. But the last week, especially with moving and the stresses of the move, which was right after Women's Day, so back-to-back stress in my life just brought out the ugliness of my heart and actually the godlessness of my heart, of a, of a very much a um, um, Martha heart, which was doing and not praying. And, um, yeah, I just saw a lot, of, a lot of sin and a lot of godlessness. But um, it's good to be back. It's good to be moved. I'm glad to be at midweek because... I've really missed the fellowship. I think um, Sunday we didn't, uh, the week that we had Women's Day, we didn't have Sunday service. And we didn't have midweek that week. I just met with those that did their testimonies. And I just felt completely different being with you all tonight. And it really was a visual and a physical representation of the meaning of why we meet together and why we cannot have a habit of not meeting together as the Bible commands. It says do not make it a habit because there is something very spiritually uplifting to be together that it really builds our faith and it builds our spiritual um, our spiritual uh, what would be the the equivalent of our immune system just getting that injection to protect our bodies to protect our spiritual souls. But to walk in grace and gratitude, I think uh, one of the, theme, the main tags from the uh, Confidence Conference was to fail fast. Mm. 
and uh, no one likes to fail and I hate failing I in my pride I hate failing and I hate admitting failure I blew it tonight I normally book Arlington it's not Dom's fault it's my fault I normally book Arlington and with the move I completely I mean I had the plan for women's night out I had walked talked to the speakers I've got my own lesson done but I completely spaced calling the, the um, Arlington and booking so but in my in my pride I just didn't want to I didn't want Michael to know I didn't want anyone to know that that was all my fault and I think that um, I just just the difference between no one likes to fail but I just realized when I admit my mistakes quickly and humbly and just accept it, yeah. it kind of goes away really yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that? So when you try and like act yeah. cool and yeah. I've got out of control yeah. and I kind of just give a little bit of what really happened yeah. and then you're just yeah. like suddenly then... You know, when people start to ask you questions, you start to unravel. You start to unravel. And you either, like, fall apart or you go, you act real tough. Like, you're like, no, I'm fine. Why? No. You start taking care of Yeah, no. And you get really, like, like bold in your, in your, in your pride. You just put up, what is it? The wicked put up a bold front. And, 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 and my husband just notices that really fast. And then he's like, you're in major sin, Michelle. What is wrong with you? And, um, but that was where I was at coming in, you know, like, wow. Who likes to fail fast? But like I said, the, 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 the wisdom here is, be humble. Mm. Just admit your fault, admit your mistakes, and move on. Because why? The the, the, the the quicker you fail, the quicker you admit you haven't got it all together, the quicker you admit that you are not perfect, the closer you are to success. Yeah. That's amazing. Who? And I want to be successful, right? I know Miriam and I, we can be total perfectionists, too, which is totally sinful. Because guess what? The only perfect person is Jesus. And the reason we, uh, the reason we want to fall in love with Jesus is because we can fall into his arms. And we can relax and let him do all the work and let him be our shield and our provider. So we need to throw out perfection. We need to also sail forward. We need to be okay with failing and seeing that as part of the journey towards confidence, mm. part of the journey towards success. Um, failure isn't fatal. In fact, if we, I mean, this is just if Google every famous person out there from the person that yeah. found electricity to Albert Einstein, yeah. they were all complete failures yeah. uh, before they yeah. actually became successful yeah. people. Um, but gratitude, gratitude, guys, is the key to the Christian life. Yeah. It is the key to your joy. Yeah. It is the key to your confidence. Mm-hmm. Romans one twenty one. Mm-hmm. It's such a deep scripture, but it's really, it's just the heart of why we fail to be confident and joyful people. In Romans one twenty one. God says, for although they knew God, although we know God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and darkened in their foolish hearts. 
When we fail to be grateful and to give God credit, to give God credit for the very fact that I'm standing here with breath in my lungs, the very fact that you're sitting here today is God's grace upon you. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. In fact, we prayed about five different names here today of people that have passed away or are sick. But we fail to to give God glory. We fail to give him thanks. And what happens? Our minds become dark. We become negative. We become pessimistic. We become stressed out. Our hearts get hard. Ingratitude was was really the core of our fallen nature. What where where it all began in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve would was tempted by Satan to doubt God's goodness. To, to doubt his heart to give us everything we needed. To doubt that the parameters that God has put me in aren't good. I want more. Yeah. I want to expand my horizon and I want that fruit and I want it now because guess what? You've got, you're, you're hiding something from me and I'm not grateful for everything else. I mean, the Garden of Eden was perfect. Yes. Absolute perfection. We can't even fathom that. Yeah. Yet... What came out in their hearts? Ingratitude, yeah. wanting more. And what, um, what I think uh, Naomi did a great job of is that doubt. Mm-hmm. That doubt that God doesn't have my best interest at heart. And therefore, you know what? I'm going to take control. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And I'm not going to glorify God. And I'm not going to give him thanks. And I'm going to take the fruit. And that was the end of perfection for man and then now we need the savior jesus christ to come it's all in god's plan but i think that it really is the core of our nature it is our default to be ungrateful so guess what we all have we all have that we all have the fallen nature we all have a satan inside of us right we all have a satan was ungrateful and proud he neither gave god glory nor gave him thanks he was an angel of god and he became the father of lies. Yeah. He became the ultimate arch enemy of God because he wanted to be God. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be intentional. If our if our sinful nature, if our default nature is to be ungrateful, we have to be intentional about gratitude. And that's not something very easy. As I said, I thought I was a pretty grateful, great, pretty pretty grateful person. But I am un- I am not grateful when I'm challenged. Mm-hmm. I get super ungrateful, and I get super pessimistic, yeah. and super mad, and super angry at God, yeah. and, and I become I want that fruit, and I want it now, right? Because we can all go, oh, how could they do that? It was pristine. Yeah. But you know what? Turn up the heat. Turn up the heat a bit, and yes. I yeah, I'm not so grateful about my life right now. Yeah. Amen for being married, but you I don't like you, and you know, children, yeah. you're driving me crazy. And it's in those moments that boss, that roommate, that discipler, mm-hmm. that, you know, whoever it is in your life that's causing that stress, that is a gift from God. Yeah. And you can go. And the trick is to thank God in the moment. And I was sharing with Rebecca in the car um, at, uh, right after Women's Day about, uh, and June was there as well, just about a situation I had with, I had a fight with Michael right before Women's Day. Right before Women's Day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, of all moments yeah. in time. And it just it just started to get really bad. We're both stressed. And um, you just got to pray. Yeah. You just yeah. got to go, thank you, God. Yeah. 
for this opportunity to be like Jesus to yeah. my husband right now. <laughs> really mean it that's a tough one that's a tough one and and be okay and just stay there just be like Jesus yes (laughs) love you too no problem I'll take care of it no yeah you're fighting that sinful nature and wants to come out and like attack and like say what you know, help me do this, do that, pick up something, take the kids, whatever. But no, it's a great gift from God to really grow in my character, to be patient, to be submissive, to trust God in that moment of pain. You feel crucified sometimes. Seriously, I mean, we're not. But sometimes in that moment, you feel like you're on nailing to the cross and you're, you're mad. And you've just got to hold it in and trust God because it says that Jesus, you know, Second Peter entrusted himself. He didn't say a word, but entrusted himself to him that judges justly. And in that moment, I'm like, okay, God, I feel super unjust. This is an unjust situation. Fight this battle for me, please, God. And you know what? The next day we got with Michael and Maria and Michael ended up actually sharing it at staff. But So it's public now. So, <laughs> so I got resurrected. <laughs> After I was crucified, I got resurrected. And Michael basically was able to say, you know what? The hearts came over Monday night, emergency D time. Uh, yeah, emergency D time. Hey, we're still not unified. And uh, he saw it. He yeah. saw everything I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And you know what? At first, I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> I'm going to get crucified again. No, they're not understanding my side. And then I was like, all right, God, i got to surrender. Dear Father, I lift up the situation into you. I know that you're my protector. If I am wrong, I will, I will admit that. But if God... If there's one little piece of me that was right, please help Michael see it. Please help Michael Hart see it and communicate it to Michael and help him see it. And he did. God avenged me. (laughs) I was vindicated. And... uh, but I had to on Sunday, you know, all through that meeting, just entrust myself as I lay there, <laughs> hanging on that cross of, of my own issues. But, but it, was, it was tough. It's tough to be grateful. But you know what? You've got to get the perspective. The perspective will guard your heart and keep you, keep you uh, grateful. So there's a great quote about perspective. And it just says, some people grumble that roses have thorns, right? I've been pricked by many a thorn because a lot of roses have grown in my garden. But I am grateful, this quote says, I am grateful that thorns have roses. Who is the thorn in your life? Paul had a thorn and God wouldn't remove it. There was a rose growing alongside on that thorny stem that was the spirit I didn't figure that 
natural now. <laughs> so we need to reframe our thinking. Who or what is the thorn in your life? Flip it around and say, this is bearing a rose. This will fruit a rose. This will bud a rose. It is gospel. That is gospel. James 1, if you don't believe me, says the gospel truth. Verse 2, James 1. Consider it pure, pure, pure joy. My sisters, whenever you face trials, not just of one kind, but many kinds, the Bible says. There are many kinds of trials because you know. You don't just believe. You know. You know. You know, you know, you know. You know deep conviction. No one's going to steal this knowledge. That the testing of your faith in that moment with your husband, with your co-worker, with your roommate, what develops perseverance? Perseverance must finish its work. So it doesn't just stop it there. It's got to finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking nothing. And that means perfection. Mature in the Bible is perfection. Because why? Because you're becoming perfect like Jesus Christ is perfect. So consider it pure joy when you're in a trial tomorrow. I consider this pure joy. God, I'm not seeing it. Help me consider this pure joy right now. Help me see the rose that you want to bud out of this thorn that you put in my side, in my work, in my room, in my house, in whatever. We must reframe our thinking. We must understand that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. So God in Romans 8.28 says that he works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, of those who are being conformed into the likeness of his son. That is the gift. God is a gift, that giver, that gift keeps on giving. He's the giver. You need to say thank you for everything because he is working and that will guard your heart. That's not to say that everything feels good in the moment. But it's not about feeling. It's about leaning on conviction that God is in control and will work for the good as long as I am faithful. You know, the story of the ten lepers, right? We know the story of the ten lepers that were healed. They were healed, all of them. One came back. And Jesus says, Jesus says to him that, only one came back came back to give thanks and he says go your faith has healed you i believe thanksgiving is a salvation issue nine of those lepers were healed physically but they were not saved spiritually only one came back because what does romans 121 say we need we got to glorify him as god and give him thanks and that's exactly what that leper did he glorified God and says, "You are the G- you are Jesus. You are you are the Messiah. I give you thanks." And he was saved because of that. And that that is going to be the key to our own salvation. That's going to be the key to our own salvation. You know, we've got to keep remembering. I'm going to close out that Psalm one thirty six is such a great psalm. It talks about the Old Testament. These guys constantly, God and the Israelites had to remember. Where God had brought them through. I want you to write a list in your quiet time. A psalm similar to Psalm 136. 
thanking God, remembering all of the ways that God has saved you, delivered you, redeemed you, healed you. Psalm 136, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Keep going down. Down to... uh, he, gave, he says he gave the, the lights in the sky. He governs the day, the moon. He struck down the firstborns in Egypt. He brought Israel out from among them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm to him who divided the Red Sea. And it goes on and on. Create your own psalm. Give thanks to God because he brought Michelle from the pit of depression, of alcoholism, of drug abuse of sexual abuse his love endures forever Mm. give thanks to God MJ Mm. who saved you who healed you who's given you a purpose and a mission and a family that loves you that you don't need to be perfect Mm. you don't need to please man you just need to please God give thanks Frankie for doing pretty much the same things he did for me (laughs) he got us out of that pit out of that cycle of impurity and man focus to get our needs met it goes on and on to each and every one of us but we forget we get ungrateful we don't give thanks to God and then we fall away we fall away from God in our hearts so I would say the key to confidence guys is grace and gratitude remembering every moment in this precious life is a gift from God and in fact the hardest moments in life are the greatest gift love you guys